Christmas grace and blessing be to you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Micah 5, 2, 5a. But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth are from of old, from everlasting. Therefore, he shall give them up until the time that she who is in labor has given birth. Then the remnant of his brethren shall return to the children of Israel. And he shall stand and feed his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they shall abide, for now he shall be great to the ends of the earth. And this one shall be peace. To him who sent forth from God and born under the law, so that we who are under the law might be redeemed and adopted as sons of God, dear friends in Christ. On a rainy autumn evening, thousands awaited the Prime Minister's return at London's Heston Aerodrome, and the thankful crowd cheered wildly as the door to, the, to his British Airways airplane opened. As raindrops fell on the Prime Minister's silver hair, he stepped onto the airport tarmac. He held aloft the non-aggression pact that had been inked by him and the foreign dictator only hours before, and the flimsy piece of paper flapped in the breeze. The Prime Minister read to the nation the brief agreement that reaffirmed the desire of our two peoples never to go to war with one another again. The year was 1938. The Prime Minister was Neville Chamberlain, who had just agreed with Italy and France to cede the Sudetenland to Adolf Hitler. On that day, the Western world breathed a sigh of relief as Chamberlain spoke in front of 10 Downing Street. My good friends, for the second time in our history, a British Prime Minister has returned from Germany bringing peace with honor. I believe it is peace for our time. Go home and get a, ni a nice quiet sleep. It doesn't take a history major to know that while many slept well that night, much of the next decade would be filled with the nightmares of death and destruction brought on in World War II. But while Neville Chamberlain is credited for having one of the worst predictions in recorded history, he was by no means the first or the last to declare peace for our time, only to be proven wrong shortly after. The prophet writes about just such a thing taking place in 6th century Israel in Jeremiah 6.14. They have also healed the hurt of my people slightly, saying, peace, peace. When there is no peace, this lack of peace is precisely what Micah spoke of in our text in verse 3. Therefore, he shall give them up until the time that she who is in labor has given birth. Then the remnant of his brethren shall return to the children of Israel. The Lord gave Israel up to the Babylonian captivity, and then he gave them up to Persian rule, and then to Greek rule, 
and then to Roman rule. The people of God were humbled under his judgment for their idolatry, but you can bet that there were people the whole world, the whole while, declaring peace for their time, peace, peace. Then there was only violence, peace, peace, when there was only hopelessness, peace, peace, when there was none. Does that sound familiar? People proclaiming peace when there is none. What about right now? The Christmas season is a time that everyone associates with hope and peace. But where is it to be found? The commercials say that peace is found in a new car with a high safety rating and that hope is found in a lottery ticket. Social media says that peace is found in the Instagram picture of yourself enjoying some hot chocolate in front of a fireplace. And hope is found what whatever politician you're currently rooting for to take the Oval Office in 2024. Your financial advisor says that hope is found in your career ladder and peace in your 401k. History has shown that hope, which we try, which we try to find in man's great and lofty devices, is no hope at all. Experience has shown that the peace we try to find in personal luxury and political reform is not peace at all. So where are we to find true and lasting peace for our time? It's not in your bank account. It's not in a congressional bill. It's not in your Twitter feed. It's in the still small voice of the Lord, of our Lord, recorded for us in Micah 5. But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, Yet out, of, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruler in Israel, whose going forth are from of old, from everlasting. Peace for our time isn't found in the White House. It's not even found in Jerusalem. It's found in the small, humble village under the star. Peace is found not on a royal throne, but in a cattle trough. The birth of a savior wasn't first revealed to kings and priests. It was first revealed to shepherds, as we read in Luke 2. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with, an an with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. We try to find peace in our pride and our greed, but true and lasting peace is found in the Savior who came to us to save us from that sinful nature which thrust in empty things. Peace doesn't come from being good enough. It comes from being, it comes from being perfect through the redeeming work this child of Bethlehem was born to accomplish. Because God humbled himself to be born in human flesh and then further humbled himself to die the death of the cross, we have peace for our time. 
and not just peace for our time and not just for ourselves. Verse 4 says, And he shall stand and feed his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they shall abide. For now we shall be great to the ends of the earth, to the very ends of the earth, from pole to pole, the peace of God reigns wherever the gospel of our Savior's birth is preached because our Lord feeds his flock until the very end of the earth when Christ will return in glory the peace of God reigns whenever Christians peer into the word to see the hopes and fears of all the years met in the infant Jesus in him we shall abide this child very God and very man was born to die so that who were dead in trespasses and sin might be born again to a living hope. And so our section of Micah ends with six simple words, and this one shall be peace. I think we all had an uncle or cousin at Christmas, at Christmas gatherings who, when asked if he would like apple or pumpkin pie, would answer, yes. I always got a kick out of that, but now I've become, I've become that person who sees so many delicious desserts that I can't possibly pick just one. And when it comes to how we apply the peace of Christmas, the hope of a savior born to us, we don't have to pick. Would you like peace from sin or peace from sorrow? Would you like peace from worry or peace from doubt? Would you like peace from grief when a loved one dies or peace from fear when you face your own death? Would you like peace from problems at work or problems at home? 2 Corinthians 1.20 For all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. Because of a humble birth in a humble town in a humble nation 2,000 years ago, you have a peace that surpasses all understanding. You have the peace of a good shepherd guiding you in life, guiding you in death, guiding you to, the, to heaven. On September 30th, 1938, Neville Chamberlain held up some paper and declared to Britain that the, world con that the words contained upon it assured peace for his time. Today, Christmas, Christmas Day 2022, I do the same, hold up a Bible and declare to you that the words here written assure peace for us and for our time, as well as peace for all people for all time. What words could possibly carry such a great promise? What words could possibly pronounce the forgiveness of our many sins and the balm for our many woes? Really, when do you go and see for yourself? You'll find this entire book is all about the peace we have with God in Christ. But for today, I leave you with this, Isaiah 9, 6 through 7. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. In Jesus' name, amen.
The peace of God come to you by the child of Bethlehem. Keep your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ. Amen. We'll now sing hymn 711 in the worship supplement. See in yonder manger low.